Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode number 60 of the Church Leadership Podcast. It's hard to believe when I say that number, 60. And uh, we're in for a quarantine version of the podcast today where Andy and I uh, have have a discussion about that very thing. So, uh, but before we get to the content and our conversation, I want to remind you to go over in your favorite podcast app, whatever you listen to this podcast on or any podcast, whether it's uh, Apple podcast or Google or Stitcher or pocket cast or, or whatever, go over on your favorite podcast app and hit the subscribe button. Now we definitely don't want you to miss a single episode. And while you're there, you can certainly uh, like it, uh, share it, review it, and uh, let others know uh, about the podcast as well. We're, we're glad that you're here. If you're new to the podcast, uh, we're a weekly podcast where we usually sit down with uh, other people or each other and uh, people usually that you, we think you want to know and hear from. And our whole goal and mission of our podcast is to encourage and equip you to better lead in your local church. And so here is this week's episode. Well, Mark, thank you for having me on the podcast this week. I appreciate you uh, <laughs> taking the time out to do that. Yeah, it's, well, I'm uh, glad. It's an honor I'm to be glad with we you. Connect over Zoom here, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's we've been saying it for a few weeks now, so the new normal isn't so new anymore. That's right. It's uh, it's kind of getting old, to be honest with you. It's getting old now. The the new is getting old. Yes. The new normal is getting old, but we're uh, we're thankful for technology. We can't be in the same room, but we can we can see each other and be able to record this podcast. So we're thankful. For those who are listening, I know some of you have recently started listening to our podcast, and we really appreciate that. Uh, we know we may not be the best podcast in podcast land, but we do feel like what we have to bring to the table is very helpful to each of you, and we hope it's encouraging you, especially during times like these. I feel like there's a lot of practical insights, a lot of helpful stories, and and people who are passionate about following Jesus and leading their church who we get to hear from and introduce you to on a regular basis. So this week is kind of along that same vein. Uh, we just want to, to talk for a few minutes about what's going on, the current climate of uh, our culture right now, of life that has become uh, what we just mentioned, the new normal and some things that we've observed and maybe even some helpful things at the end of our time today that we can uh, point you in the right direction if, if you're looking for some direction on how to do things or lead your church right now. That's right. And listen, while we're talking about this, Andy, I mean, now is a great time to not only begin to listen to our podcast. This is episode 60. You've got 59 other episodes to catch up on if you're new to the podcast. And you know what? Those of you who have been faithful to listen over the last year and a few months, you've probably missed an episode or two. It's a great opportunity to go back and listen to the ones you've missed, right? I mean, if you can uh, binge watch a series on Netflix about exotic animal owners, you've got time to go back and <laughs> listen right. to our podcast. So That's right. And look, I'm, I'm with you. We may not be the best podcast, but I guarantee you, it probably will be a more effective and redeemable use of your time than to watch uh, Tiger King. I'm just saying. He threw that out there, not me. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
man. Well, as as we kind of have a few minutes here to talk, and uh, we do have some great episodes coming up, by the way. Uh, not only do we have some great episodes in our library that you can go back and listen to, we've got some great guests who have agreed to be on the podcast very soon, and we've already got some that are recorded. We can't wait to release those to the public. Right. I think, I think though, right now in the middle of what we're going through, it, it's helpful. Mark and I, for five episodes, have a conversation. We talk to each other and let you kind of listen in. And uh, I think it's needed right now as much as, as any episode we've had to just kind of talk through life right now. Talk about just uh, the realistic implications of how we're being affected every area of our life, especially the ministries that God's called us to has been major, majorly impacted because of uh, social distancing and stay at home orders and uh, fear. That's right. Yeah. I mean, there's not an area of your church. There's not an area of your life that has not been touched and affected by this. No doubt about it. And, and so we, we want to talk about some of the things that we've observed and, and, um, and, and learned and, um, maybe been surprised by or reminded of during this time. So that's kind of what we're going to do today. Well, the first thing I want to ask you about, Mark, since we're kind of headed that direction, obviously we have layers. We have, if, if the center of the bullseye is our relationship with Jesus Christ, our personal walk with him as a disciple of Christ, that we're supposed to be growing in not only our knowledge of what it means to be a disciple, but in our love for Jesus as a disciple. That's the center of the bullseye. And then the second ring would be our family. And those two things have been major, major factors in how we're navigating through this. If you don't have that solid foundation, that relationship with Jesus Christ, that's, that's even not, not just tested during this time, but it's even growing. Our trust and faith in him is growing right now. If, if you're aware of what's going on, but your family life is very important. You're spending, most people are spending a lot more time with their families than normal. And I'm thankful for that. I I don't push back from that. I'm thankful for that. But I think the next ring out from the bullseye for us who are leaders in the local church is how are we, how are we observing these changes and evaluating the things that need to be evaluated? What, what metrics are we, uh, coming up with to say, all right, this, this needs to change. Uh, this we need to kind of ramp up our efforts on or whatever. So what are some things right now, Mark, that you're seeing in ministry, your personal ministry as a pastor in a local church uh, through all of this that you feel like uh, you're having to give a lot of attention to right now? Sure. And, you know, you, I'm sure those listening have had these discussions or at least observations in their own minds. But, you know, I believe that God has allowed this uh, to happen to our churches, to our ministries uh, for an opportunity. I'm not saying that that was his intent and purpose behind COVID-19, but I do believe he's allowed that to, to really allow us to, to, to have everything taken away. I mean, because the things that we're used to, uh, in quote unquote doing church for so long, they're not present right now in our lives. You know, the building, the facility, the gathering of people, the programs, the the meetings, the event, all that has been stripped away. And I, I believe that it's a 
a healthy thing for us to have that taken away to say, okay, like Andy says all the time, what's really mission critical? What really matters to the mission? And, and so I think it's a, it's a great opportunity to evaluate those things. And, and one thing that I have observed and, and been reminded of in my ministry is that engagement trumps attendance. Engagement always matters more than attendance, but, but even more so now because we don't have attendance. And I guess you could be like one of those churches that, you know, if you have 700 views on your Facebook live that you said, Oh, we had 700 today. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not telling you what to do, but that doesn't really, that's not real genuine, but uh, that's not real attendance. Even if you counted that. So engagement is the only metric really we have right now. You know, how, how are we engaging people who watch? How are we engaging people to take a next step? How are we engaging people with the word of God and putting tools in their hands so that they can eat from the word of God and, and feed themselves? So engagement has to be priority right now. Yeah, as our friend Daniel Edmonds would say, if you have 100 people show up to an event, you can ministerially speak to that and say we had just under a thousand. That's right. So, that's right. Uh, so it's very easy to inflate our numbers right now. Whoa, we had, you know, 500 people who viewed our service. Well, you know what? Uh, let's just be honest about those metrics. You probably didn't have that many people who were really engaged. You probably right. had some people click on view for a few seconds and then leave. So, that word engage is, is something we need to look at and take into account uh, evaluating how we are being effective in not just reaching our people, but how are we being effective in ministering to our people or equipping them? How are, how are they better equipped because of what we've experienced to be a disciple and make disciples through this? How are we equipping, uh, spouses to be a better husband and a better wife? How are we equipping parents to, to shepherd their, their kids? Well, how are we equipping just church members in general to see needs in their neighborhood and their community that God can have them address and, and jump right in there and do something about. And also how are we engaging our people right now? This, this might be a big thing for us to talk about now or on down the road. Uh, might take a while if we choose to do it today, but how are we equipping our people to engage with others online, virtually, to share the gospel? That's, I think that's a huge uh, arena we need to look at engaging our people in, but also equipping our people in, because a lot of our life right now is interacting on social media or having video chats. You know, my kids, Monday through Friday right now, every day, they are online. And we're allowing it because it's school related, you know, uh, they have teachers and assignments and things that they've got to do. You know, normally we're like limiting our kids screen time. Well, right now they it's, it's a must. So, and we, as adults, we're interacting a lot. I, I have spent more time on social media the last three weeks than I probably have in the last three years. Right. And that's been on purpose. Uh, obviously there's a lot of stuff you've got to filter through. And, uh, and by the way, I have, I really have enjoyed the gifts and memes on social media lately. <laughs> People yeah. have really stepped up their, their, their creativity game quite yes, a bit. It's been, it's been very entertaining, 
But along with that, I mean, people are posing real questions. People are making statements about their life. I've seen people lately mention that they are lonely or they're missing their church family or they have big questions about life. So how, if you want to speak to that real quick now, maybe we can address that later yeah. on again. I, th- I think that's huge, Andy, because it, the reality is everybody listening to this, you know, knows how to interact online in some form or fashion. But, and, and your church members are interacting online, but the question is, have we equipped them to leverage the online experience for the gospel and for the kingdom? And so it's, it's just like anything else in life. You know, everybody has a job, but have we leveraged, have we taught them and equipped them to leverage their job for Christ? You know, and so, and, and something that, that you said earlier, Andy, when we were talking before we, we hit record, in relation to something else matters here too. And that is what we're seeing now in our engagement level of our church and in the way that they they are or are not leveraging their influence on social media or their friendships on social media, their time on social media and every other video, you know, tool, how they are or are not using that for the kingdom is a direct result of how we have discipled them to do so. And, mm-hmm. and so what we're getting now is a result of what we have put into them over the last few months and years. And so really it's a wake up call for the future, not because we are going to expect another pandemic, but just in everyday life, it's a wake up call to ask ourselves, how are we equipping our people to leverage these tools and I think, you know, if you're, if you're dissatisfied with the level of engagement, if you're dissatisfied with the way your people are using social media or, or these tools to, um, to impact others for, for the good and for the gospel, then it, that's on you. That's on us. We've got to do a better job of discipling them to use those tools. Well, it's kind of like that uh, old statement, you had one job. And, you know, <laughs> honestly, if we, if we really think about it, our one job in life is to follow Christ and lead others to follow Christ. I mean, everything else, I think it was Ken Adams uh, a while back when he was on our, our podcast that, or no, 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 I'm sorry. It was Daniel M. It was Daniel M recently that said our one main vocation and calling is to be a disciple of Christ and everything else is to support that. Even our jobs are secondary to being a disciple and making disciples. So right now that should be our main focus and concern. And it may be for some people that 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 inward focus right now is how can I be a better disciple of Christ? How can I take care of myself better? You know, uh, self-care and soul care. How can I focus on those things right now? Because I don't have the level of interaction that I had or that I want. But in that limited time of interaction, well, I need to and it's not selfish to do that, but I need to focus on how I can better grow as a disciple of Christ so that when all of this starts to kind of. Uh, transition back into a little bit more what we're used to, then we can be a, a better prepared to to make disciples as a disciple. That's right. And talk about soul care and self-care for just a minute, if you don't mind, Andy, because I, th- I think that's an important lesson that we as church leaders probably need to learn during this time. Um, and, and you've got some insight there. Share a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's that whole principle of do you work from your rest or do you rest for your work? And if, if we understand Sabbathing 
biblically correctly, then we understand God created that Sabbath rest for a purpose. A lot of us work until we have to rest and we're not as productive or efficient or God honoring in our activities. But if we, if we make that a priority, you know, we glorify God through our rest just as much as we do. We glorify him through, through our busyness. And if we slow down and take the time to Sabbath and rest, and I think maybe that may be one lesson God is trying to teach us right now in the midst of all of this is, Hey, uh, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself as, <laughs> as right. they say. That's right. But, uh, but I mean, how many people do we know who have ended up in the hospital from stress related mm-hmm. uh, diseases or illnesses or have health problems because they won't slow down and your body will eventually shut down and make you stop if you don't stop. So you don't want to be there. And uh, I hate to, to be Johnny Raincloud here for just a minute, but honestly, a lot of us right now, we are either kind of okay and we're, enduring what we have to and we're navigating through this and we're kind of doing what we can and getting ready for what's next or there may be a lot of people who are absolutely exhausted right now and uh, i think there are two two factors in understanding why we're exhausted physically exhausted right now i think one is we're probably overdoing it and and stress filled and anxiety and anxiety is a huge part of our lives right now instead of letting the Holy Spirit be the one who empowers us to do what God's called us to do. We're trying to work out of our own strength and, and we're not Sabbathing like we should. So I think that's one reason a lot of people are tired or are, are, are just stressed to the max or just exhausted. But I think the other thing is we probably haven't done things right leading up to this. So whatever we were doing before the last month, to regularly take care of ourselves and, and take care of our souls. It's, it's really showing right now. It's, right. it's kind of like when you shake a, a, a can of, as we call it here in the South Coke, which also means soda or pop <laughs> in right. other parts of the world. But uh, if, if you shake up a carbonated beverage and you pop the top on it, whatever's inside is going to come out. So uh, we've been shaking and shaking and shaking for so long. Now that we're experiencing this, there's kind of the pressure is being released and whatever's on the inside is coming out. So if you have taken care of yourself and taken care of your soul over a long period of time during this short period of time, that's very evident right now. Uh, some things you can ask yourself is uh, how's my level of patience with those closest to me? Uh, how's my, my level of passion for Jesus Christ right now? Do I love him more now? Do I find that I want to spend time with him or is it just another dreaded task that I have to do? And, uh, how, how is my people skills? So do I, do I long to be around people or am I going somewhere to a quiet uh, room and locking the door to get away from everybody instead of engaging like I need to. So with family or, or whoever, I know, we're supposed to be locked away in our homes right now. I'm just talking about those that we have to spend time with. So, that's right. Uh, you know, patience, passions, and, and people, that's just three good indicators of yep. how, how we're enduring this and what we've done to prepare ourselves. It's good. No, none and, of us saw this coming. No, so. <laughs> no. And if you say that you did, you're a liar. Uh, yeah. Either that, or I need to talk to you about some stock advice, but so, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, some of the tools that maybe we have encountered and used. And a lot of you are probably using these tools too, but, um, but Andy and I, you know, we want to make sure that 
we're offering tools to help you in any way we can. And so we're just going to briefly mention some of the things we're using to, to help during this time to, to stay connected and to care for uh, our people, uh, you know, during, during a time when we can't normally minister. So, um, so what are some of the tools we want to mention to them, Andy, uh, that, that we have used? I would say number one is this uh, fantastic book called The Bible. <laughs> I would use that tool as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, by, seriously, I'd, I say that to be funny, but also to let you know that your level of Bible engagement, everything as a Christian is going to flow from that. If you're daily right. engaging in God's word, then it's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your attitudes. It's going to affect every spiritual discipline that we have to, to grow. So, so that's, I know that's not the, the answer you were looking for, but, um, uh, this is the way, you know, so that's, uh, that's, (laughs) that's number one. I've spoken. This is the way, uh, second is to find what works for you. Mm. You know, Mark and I use some different platforms and formats and he's more Android and Google and I'm more, you know, Apple and iOS and that's okay. Uh, find what works for you right. and what works for your ministry and what works for your church. Uh, second to the Bible, I would say probably the most underutilized and most needed thing right now is your phone. I don't mean yes. your smartphone. I mean, your phone phone. I mean, pick up the phone and call people, uh, call, call your leaders, check on them, you know, make sure they're okay call those who are in your life, whether it's family or church members who may be alone or vulnerable or uh, those who might be at risk, call them and check on them and, and then get those leaders in your church to help you. You know, don't, if, if you're the pastor or one of the leaders in your church, don't feel like you have to bear that burden by yourself. Right. Get a call list of your members, break it down into groups, and each of you call X amount of people every week. And before you know it, you've called all the people in your in your church, and you're able to talk with them. They hearing somebody's voice right now is is huge because yeah. there are people who don't get to hear that. And That's then right. third, uh, this is not the most savvy technological thing to do is sit down and write some cards, uh, take some time, and right now a lot of people have it write a card, uh, write a little note, even if it's just three or four sentences. Hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. I really miss getting to be with you uh, in, in our normal settings of church interactions, small groups, worship, whatever you want to say. Uh, just, just wanted to let you know that somebody's thinking about you and praying for you. And then maybe even go as far as to mention a Bible verse and, and boom, there you go. Uh, so that's, that's the three at the top of my yeah. list is make sure and, you're engaging in scripture, using your phone and even writing cards. And as of right now, the, the post office is still open. So you, that's right. You can still send notes. And I, I'll, I'll just mention a couple of things there related to those. Uh, those you mentioned calling people, Andy and I are doing the exact same thing in our churches. Uh, we're approaching a little differently probably, but, but we're utilizing the phone. And, and so we, I know we've used lay leaders and, and staff members, uh, both in our church. And so, um, I think, you know, don't, if you have a really large church, don't think that you and your staff can handle it alone, you know, enlist some lay leaders and, 
and uh, get them calling too. The main thing is stay connected because people need connection and, you know, we can't be physically present right now. So stay connected. And there are lots of ways to do that. Obviously I know a lot of you are using zoom. So we're using right now for this podcast. We use that for our life groups, small groups at our church. And so that's a, that's a way uh, to stay connected. And um, one thing that I have used over the years that I'm using even more so now is Facebook Um, just Facebook messages and Facebook, you know, just comments on people's, you know, uh, feed. It's just, it, it, it's, it's necessary now. If you never engage people in that way, if you don't even have a Facebook account, I'm just going to tell you, pastor, church leader, you probably need one right now. Um, and you can get rid of it later. Yeah. Okay? Let but, me just tell you, Hey, pastor, m- most of your church is on Facebook. Right. If you want to have uh, easy way to access your people, get information to your people, encourage your people, Right now, I would say the greatest platform is Facebook. Yeah. And then, you and know, if they want to sponsor this episode, I'm more than fine with it. <laughs> That's right. And all social media tools, just, just engage any way you can. And don't let technology be a, a roadblock. Um, engage them and, and get over your fear, get over your whatever, hang up about social media for now and just engage people as much as possible. So let me ask you something along that, uh, that line, Mark, that you're talking about. Uh, I know our rhythms and patterns have kind of had to adapt and change. Uh, Normally, uh, most guys who are full-time go into the office, they spend some time in the office, they have staff meetings, they have, you know, emails, calls that they they make during the week, they do sermon prep, and, you know, there's all these things that you're doing. That's had to radically change. So walk us through real quick how you kind of just, just, probably one of the main things that's on a lot of people's minds right now is how do we prepare for a regular Sunday? If we want to call it regular, right. But for, for right now, how do, how do you prepare for uh, your worship experience? That's this now moved online off campus. Well, I think that's, that's key because I know you and I have talked about this a little bit, Andy, that that's the one thing that has absolutely changed more than anything. And, and it took me, a few weeks probably to find that new rhythm and new routine. And I, I'm still not sure I have fully found it yet, but you know, in terms of sermon prep, it's really stayed the same for me. Um, except that I've had to accelerate that because what we're doing is we're pre-recording our sermons and then, you know, putting them live on Sunday. It just, it's, it eliminates uh, more of the issues that way. And so that's what we're choosing to do. So I'm recording my sermons on Thursdays which again, you know, usually I'm finishing my sermons on Thursday and putting the finishing touches. And so it's, it's rapidly increased the timeline, but I don't have to commute. I'm, I'm working at home from my home office. And so I, I've, I've got a little bit more time to, to put into sermon prep early on in the week. I don't have staff meetings. I am having Zoom staff meetings. And so that eliminates time as well. And so there's less to prepare for. Obviously, we don't have midweek. We don't, you know, we don't have a lot of things. And so I'm able to shift some of that time to sermon prep earlier on in the week. Um, But yeah, I mean, you just have to find that new rhythm. Um, And I still don't feel right. And if you're like me and you're like, this doesn't feel right, that's okay. Um, Because, uh, you know, I'm not a creature of habit. But the older I get, the more I realize I still need some kind of routine. And so, um, you know, I don't have it right now. I don't have what I used to have. And so it's just, you've got to get used to not having what you had and being okay with it. Yeah. And as 
church leaders, but as anybody right now, let me encourage you to have a little discipline in your life right now. You know, uh, just because you may not have as much going on, I encourage you get up, make your bed, get ready, get dressed, eat breakfast, and then go about your day. Of course, the first thing I would encourage you to do is to have that alone time with the Lord, but uh, have a schedule, have some goals that you want to accomplish and don't, don't freak out if you don't meet those goals or if you don't right. go strictly by that schedule every day, but just have some attainable, achievable things that you're doing every day. And what we've done as far as ministry goes is uh, we're like Mark, we're pre-recording our services. Uh, a few weeks ago, our, our praise team got together and pre-recorded several weeks worth of worship sets uh, so that they don't have to come back and, and record over and over. So, I mean, that's actually a, a good thing to have that freedom right now to be able to do that. And I've heard some, some interesting feedback from them that they're enjoying getting to be at home and worship with their families right now, instead of having to run up to the church and record something or be live. So we've, we've done that. I'm like you, I'm pre-recording my sermons through the week. So it's taking a little more intentionality to make sure that I'm done ahead of time. Uh, but I will tell you this, I will, for the life of me, never apply for the job of a uh, film producer. And <laughs> I, have, I have more sympathy for those people yep. in the entertainment industry than I've ever had in my life right now. That's right. And, and that, that pattern has really had to change uh, not only the sermon prep and the, the sermon execution, but the level of production it takes to, to get it recorded, to make it look and sound presentable, and then actually... Uh, get it online. So there's, there's a lot that goes into that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're using, I was just going to say, we're using, we're both using some things that we've, we've found helpful to, to do yeah, that. Absolutely. And I think ultimately what it comes down to is hopefully this has made you more aware that you need to be positioned as a church and as a leader to be flexible. Mm. Uh, if, you know, if, if, if you've had to have committee meetings over zoom, to make a decision uh, in rapid response to what's going on, you're probably not as flexible as you need to be. And so you need to, you need to rethink your structure. You need to rethink your processes, your systems so that you can be structured and, and, you know, better be equipped to be flexible and positioned to be flexible in the future, because we're going to need it more and more, not just at COVID-19. Yeah. I'm thankful. Uh, part of the nature of being bivocational like I am is you have to be flexible. And I'm also thankful for a church who is very flexible. They're very gracious to me and to Kevin, who's on staff and to our lay leaders who serve in the key areas of ministry. But we've, we've had to do some things, kind of make some executive decisions and everything. A lot of that is flexibility has been involved. Uh, use that uh, idiom from, from, uh, a lot of my missions involvement over the years, I forgot who said it or told it to me years ago, but I own it now. And it's a beatitude for missions and it's blessed are the flexible for they shall bend and not break. And that's, that's each of us. If we're not flexible right. right now, we're going to, there's a lot of breakage that's going to happen mentally right. and physically. Uh, absolutely. And maybe, maybe you've experienced a little bit of that already. Well, we're, we've probably gone way over time at this point, but that's okay. It's a good discussion. But I think let's, I, I want to, I want us to end with some encouragement to you. I'm going to ask Annie a question on, on that in just a minute. But before 
I do. I, I simply want to say, because I've heard a lot of people and, and both of us have Andy, we've heard people say, well, you know what? I've been trying to kill Sunday nights for a long time and this is my opportunity to do it. Or I've been trying to take this away. Or, and so we've, we've heard a lot of that, which I, I don't, I, I sympathize with you. Okay. I'm there with you. I empathize with you because I've been there. And so I think it, it may be an opportunity to kill a few things, but here's what I would encourage you to do instead. Instead of saying, okay, COVID-19 is here, we're not meeting on Sunday nights and we're never going to meet again. That may be what needs to happen, but rather than say, I'm using this to kill things, it's, let me encourage you to do something different. Let me encourage you to ask good questions instead. And that may result in it dying, okay? So in, instead of just saying, okay, we're not going to meet on Sunday nights, use this as an opportunity to say, okay, well, why were we meeting on Sunday nights to begin with? And what, what added value was there? Because now you have the space and the opportunity to ask those questions. You know, how did it help accomplish our mission in the first place? You know, have we really needed that? Have we really missed it? And begin to get in those discussions by asking those good questions that may lead, may very well lead to you not ever meeting again on Sunday night or whatever, you know, you're trying to kill, whatever program you're trying to kill. So let me encourage you with that. Uh, to ask good questions. And then I'm going to ask you a question, Andy, because I know we've talked a lot about things that, um, that, that we've learned and, and tools that we've applied and things like that. But, you know, if there's someone listening today that, that still is scrambling and discouraged and, you know, they just can't get over the hump because they're not meeting with their people and, you know, they may have tried to drive in and it didn't work or whatever, but What's something, Andy, that, that you want to say to encourage those leaders uh, that, are, that are struggling right now? Well, as every pastor I know uh, will say occasionally, and uh, in closing, what I'd like <laughs> to say, and usually when a pastor says that, uh, that's the same thing as them checking their watch. It means absolutely nothing. So, it, means not, it means you got another yeah, 20 minutes. At yeah, least. that's right. <laughs> no, I actually have a couple of things I think might – they, they come to my mind that I, I would like to share, hopefully that would be encouraging to people who are listening to us. The, the first is this trust in the grace of Jesus through this time. Not, not mm-hmm. just personally. Yes. Personally, we have to trust in his grace to enable us and sustain us, but trust in his grace to do what you can't, you know, do what you can and trust the grace of Jesus to do what you can't. Amen. You can't meet right now. Well, you know what? It's not the end of the world. We will be able to do that again eventually. And in the meantime, trust the grace of Jesus to sustain people. Uh, trust the grace of people, I mean, of, of Jesus in people's lives to use them in their homes and in their neighborhoods and in their workplaces. Uh, trust the grace of Jesus to do what you can't do what you can, but trust the grace of Jesus to do what you can't. You know, a lot of, a lot of us are stressing right now. Was, was that good enough? Or you may have, you have may have spent all this time uh, prepping a sermon and executing it and recording it. And then you go to click to make it live and it just disappears, you know, <laughs> uh, and you don't know what to do. Well, trust the grace of Jesus through that too. Uh, there, there, right. there are so many things right now that, that, that applies to. Olympic committee this, this, taking your whole yes, down yes, yes, a countdown. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. who who would who would know anything about that? But <laughs> uh, the the second thing I would encourage you to do is talk with some other people and see what they're doing. I don't mean mm. as 
as a way to compare and to compete, I mean, talk to other people. And I've seen more, more encouraging teamwork in God's kingdom the last few weeks than maybe I have ever seen in all of my years of ministry. I have seen churches with a lot of resources open their doors for pastors to come and record their sermons to deliver to their people. Uh, I have seen uh, guys who uh, don't live close to their church and who are kind of inhibited. I have seen pastors in that community actually say, you know what, we'll take care of this for you. We're closer. Uh, I've seen a lot of those things happen, but I've also seen a collaboration between a lot of ministries and pastors. Just remember, guys, we are on the same team. It's all about Christ's big K kingdom. It's not about our little kingdoms that we're building. So uh, you know what? Even if it literally costs you something to help somebody else right now and it furthers the kingdom, then I would say do it. Uh, I, I would say it's it's worth it. You know what? Somebody doesn't have to watch my service that that I preach at. Uh, as a lot of matter of fact, there's a lot of church hopping going on right now, and yes, I don't mind that. We actually uh, spoke to that during our midweek last week. I encourage people, hey, now's the time to do that. Your pastor is giving you freedom and permission to go and watch. And I think a lot of my my church family like Mark more than me now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but you know understand it's a great time to collaborate and receive some help and encouragement from somebody else. Reach out. If you see what somebody's doing and you like that, ask them, Hey, how are you doing that? How are you getting that content out there? Or how are you doing this with your people? You seem to be engaging better. So, so do those two things, trust in the grace of Jesus and then not just cooperate. And you may be in a position to help somebody. Uh, so, so do that. Understand we're on the same team. So let's, let's cooperate and collaborate. Awesome. Well said, man. Well, listen, we've enjoyed this conversation and we hope you have too. And, uh, you know, we'll probably continue this, um, as long as this, this goes on. But, uh, but again, we, we hope that you have been encouraged and equipped to better lead your local church. And, uh, we enjoy, uh, we enjoy bringing this to you every single week. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, one of the rhythms and patterns of my life is to uh, be involved in making sure this podcast works every week, but also listening to it. I go back and personally listening, listen to the episodes each week. So, so this has been a helpful part of my life, and I thank each of you for listening and being a part of this podcast with us. We pray you have a good rest of the week. Thank you for Absolutely. listening. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.